Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is good, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I'm your host, Jason Tebbs, and we did it. We landed on Mars. I mean, granted, it's not the first time we've landed on Mars. Uh, the Curiosity rover is already on Mars. Uh, this is the Perseverance rover, but Perseverance landed on Mars. It happened... 40-ish minutes ago, a little over 40 minutes ago from when I'm recording this, and that that's exciting. And I would say even if right now you don't really care about another rover landing on Mars, I think everybody should be. No matter your political opinions, your religious opinions, your scientific involvement, no, no matter what, I think everybody should be excited about the advancements of human technology and the advancements of the human reach and just the knowledge and information that can be gained from this Perseverance mission. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and spout a bunch of scientific, oh, this is what the mission's for and this is ho- what they hope to get and here's what we can all get out of it. I haven't done that much research. This is just a lot of me going to be like, what is my uh, opinion and thought about space exploration and everything that goes uh, behind it and just why I think people should be excited for it. So let's start with the meme. I mean, Elon Musk is like, hey, we need people on Mars. You know, let's, let's be on Mars, people on Mars by 2050. I don't know if he's just like, have somebody land on Mars by 2050, or if he's like, nah, people are going to be living on Mars by 2050, which gives him about uh, 29 years to achieve that, if it's 2021. So there's obviously that direction. And this is this is a step to landing somebody on Mars, which is a step to establishing living situation or long-term stays on Mars, whatever it might be for whatever reason we might need it. Now, there's the controversy of, oh, do we just run away to Mars and leave Earth to decay into some sort of sorry state? No, Uh, obviously there needs to be fixes on our home planet, but I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't also be to a point where we're like hey can can we get to mars can we utilize resources in the area that mars has to offer for the betterment of society right so yes of course we need to help earth be a hospitable loving place to be can't just run away next door but it, it's exciting to have another step in that direction of people will be able to go to mars and One of the things that one of the guys said when they were talking about, hey, you know, what, like, what's your plans, yada, yada, he was like, part of it is understanding exactly the, the dirt samples, understanding to what degree the water is there. And he's like, look, if people are going to be living on, one of those was to uh, study the dust. And he's like, look, if people are going to be living on Mars, or staying on Mars long term, we're gonna have to combat dust. Like that's just something. I, I said I said it in an episode not long ago. Dust is just a thing that we have to deal with. 
And when you're on Mars, you know, what what's that dust made out of? How big are the dust particles? What exactly do we need to overcome, right? And you think dust like when when you're when you're just chilling your average everyday life, dust is something where it's like, oh, that you know, that's kind of accumulated, but you brush it off and you, and you go about it, but to something like electronics, dust is one of the big enemies, right? And, and and technology and those small electronic particle or those small particles getting into those small bits of electronics that need to send the proper ones and zeros, dust is very harmful. You know, your, your personal computer or your laptop, if it gets a bunch of dust in it, it inhibits airflow. And if it inhibits airflow, then it prop can't properly cool itself. And when it can't properly cool itself, it overheats and it dies. And that's just, your, you know, a personal example of your computer that's, you know, chilling right next to you. Well, put that to a grand scale. Okay, we have people on Mars long term. How, how do we filter that dust? How do we make sure it's not getting uh, into equipment the best we can? How do we make sure that people aren't going to be breathing it into the best of our abilities, right? So understanding dust, like who, I mean, obviously the people of NASA thought about it, but who, who thinks like, oh yeah, frick, we should probably figure out the dust situation. Like when the average everyday citizens thinking, how, how are we going to live on Mars? Well, it's like, Hey, we need oxygen. Uh, we need food. We need water. We need a place to store our waste. Um, you got those big ticket items, right? How are we going to shelter ourselves? And then you got those things that obviously NASA scientists are thinking about, but I didn't think about until I heard about it. Like the dust, the dust, you got, you got to figure that out. So I'm glad that there are people way smarter than me thinking about all this stuff, uh, launching these stations, advancing science and technology into areas that hopefully ultimately do benefit me on a consumer level. And I live in a world that is a better place to live in. Um, this Perseverance rover will be collecting samples, but it's not going to be analyzing the samples itself. I believe that it is just collecting samples and hanging on to them until we can get another vehicle up there, collect those samples, and then return back. So I think the next thing that gets launched launched to Mars is going to be the first mission that's ever gone out to Mars and back. And its sole purpose will be to collect all of these samples. So we on Earth can use much better equipment to analyze all that all those samples right because you send up a rover and it's like whatever you pack in that's all the rover has and whatever you pack in is more weight to the vehicle that you got to figure out how to launch through and up and out of our atmosphere and over to mars so if they can cut down on as much as possible like a whole system to analyze these rock samples and dirt samples and water samples and whatever other samples they can get. If they don't have to pack all that stuff, then that's fantastic. You know, they, they save on trying to figure out that part of it. Now you might think like, okay, is it more cost effective? Is it more economical? Is it more efficient to just have that equipment on that rover and it can do 
that research out in the field rather than shoot something all the way back up and shoot it all the way back down. And and to that, I, I go back to we have so much better equipment on Earth to analyze all that information and that data and those samples. And the great thing is if we can get it back down to Earth as our technology advances, you know, we have those samples right there that we can get more information out of where again you know you launch something up on a rover that's all it has now if the next thing you launched on a rover was like okay it's going to stay there gather those samples and process those samples again it's again i'm going to say i'm glad i'm not the person that has to make these decisions because i can't even wrap my head what around what goes into these decisions and why it's best to do a, a mission to send something up there retrieve them and bring them back like i don't even know I can just speculate as a guy just sitting in his armchair, which is why I'm not trying to give any like sort of scientific fact and like we should do it this way. It's just like my opinion, what I find very interesting. Uh, this rover also has a little drone buddy with it. So the drone's going to be able to fly up and scout out areas and look at things from bird's eye view. Uh, it's, it's the first rover that has a dedicated drone attached to it that I know of. Uh, Curiosity, which has been on Mars for a while. Uh, I mean, we're still getting information from Curiosity. And I don't know if Perseverance and Curiosity are, like, going to collaborate on anything. I think they're in the same relative area, but I'm not sure. Either way, Curiosity is going to keep doing what Curiosity does. Perseverance has some different uh, tasks that it's going to be carrying out, but... I mean, just to think, like, when did the Wright brothers take their first flight? Wright brothers' first flight. Here we go. Their first flight was December 7th, 1903. And in just almost 120 years, we have two rovers navigating Mars. I mean, when did we land on the moon? Uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon was... July 21st, what year? 1969. So 66 years after the Wright brothers have the first successful flight, we have people on the moon. It's just crazy how fast technology has advanced in the last 121 years. Just from the night from 1900 to now, the amazing amazing accomplishments in technology to get people on the moon to get multiple rovers on Mars that have successfully landed and successfully carrying out the tasks that they're designated to do to, you know, people envisioning, yeah, by 2050, we could probably have people on Mars. I, I find that crazy. I can't wrap my head around that, that in just that amount of time, that much progress has been made. And then also like progress in computing power, they had less computing power getting Neil Armstrong to the moon than you have in your pocket probably. That is if you have your phone in your pocket. But any modern day smartphone has more computing power than they had to get Neil Armstrong to the moon. Now, there's a ton of computing power getting these rovers to Mars um, and making sure that they land on their, in their exact spots where they need to be. But it's, it is so fascinating. And it kind of puts it into perspective like, here we are, humanity has only had tens of thousands of years on this earth of like developed species right and we are on but one planet 
in a solar system revolving around but one star in a galaxy. And when you just comprehend how big the universe is and how small we are, it gets daunting. But when you see something like this, a lot of people putting in a lot of hard work to try and find answers to some of life's biggest questions. You know, what's out there? What's what's beyond? Where are we going? How are we going to get there? You know, solving those kind of grand philosophical answers just one step at a time. I can't deny that I got almost a little emotional when they success they said, "Hey, we successfully landed." And I I didn't do a single thing to help them get there. So it's like, why why am I being emotional just because it's so nice to see these people that put in so much hard work and did something that is difficult. It's difficult to get a rover to Mars and landed successfully. They worked together and came together and accomplished a goal that they had set out for that was years in the making. And that moment, like, hey, touchdown, we've got it. And they were they were excited. There was a lot of emotions and a lot of happiness in the room. And when you watch it live, even if you watch it played back, I would highly suggest going on to like YouTube and watching the recording of the Mars rover landing. You just can't help but to just be happy for these people. And if you think more broad, just be happy for humanity as a whole. You know, we we do better together. When we can work together, we can achieve such great things. And we can get to Mars. You know, there's a lot of division in the world over a lot of different things. And I'm not going to claim like I have any of answers to any of it. I just hope that I can be a voice of unity. Be a voice that helps us all celebrate together. Landing on Mars isn't an us versus them. Landing on Mars is a unifying us. It's a we did it. The One of the guys that was um, kind of giving a breakdown to those that were watching the live stream, like, uh, if, if you watch it, you'll know which guy I'm talking about. But he was sitting there standing like this. He's, he said, this is what NASA does. Like, this, this is why NASA does what it does. There's been, for whatever reason, like, controversy about NASA. And I'm not talking about, like, the conspiracy theorists. I'm talking about, like, is it worth the time and money to keep NASA going to explore space and to launch rovers onto Mars. I personally think it is. I am wholly behind NASA and their mission because like I said, they are they are answering those questions. And it's not just space stuff, like they answer a lot or they get information to gain answers for stuff on Earth, right? They they help facilitate life on Earth so that we can all move forward and it's just an organization that I'm like, yes, here are some people that are truly curious and that can represent a nation, can represent a whole world and say, hey, we want to take the next step to figure things out. I I think NASA is such a great organization. And I'm so glad it's a thing. Like, I'm so glad that I can take a Thursday and appreciate everything that led this mission to be possible and everything that this mission does to help the next mission be successful 
going all the way back to Russia with the first space flight and Sputnik, you know, back in those times, there was a lot of political agenda around it. You know, Russia versus America, the space race, who's better? And yeah, that that sort of political ambition really did cause a push to get man on the moon and be the first one there. And because of that, you know, we have a lot of answers and it leads to the International Space Station and we got freaking stuff going to Jupiter and Pluto and just getting launched way out there. But hopefully we're, we're past the point of these things being put behind some sort of political agenda and we can agree that it's for the good of humanity as a whole that we as a unified planet can look up into the stars and be like we we did it we got there that rovers there is gathering data that will help us expand what we can do and ultimately have better lives for all of us like that that's my goal and it's it's lofty and it's ambitious and it's a little heads in the cloud it's 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 very hopeful it it's dreamy you know realistically not everybody in the world's going to become unified and all have the betterment of each other at heart and sure it sounds like a utopic goal that can never be reached but it I'm kind of I'm kind of losing the words while I say this it's just something like this really does make me think that we're one step closer to something like that. That we're one step closer to a happier tomorrow. That we're one step closer to solving major life problems that people are facing. It it has to be done from both ends, from both space and Earth and working those two together you know, let, let me side tangent like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their work on, you know, proper sanitization and restrooms for still developing nations. Like watching that documentary on Netflix about Bill Gates and he's going over that. I'm like, that is what I can get behind. I can get behind these things that though they don't at this time personally directly benefit me, that one day they will. That what goes around comes around, that people way smarter than me, (laughs) that have way more talent and ability than I do, that are collaborating with other people that are way smarter than me, that also have way more talents and ability than I do, that have dedicated years and years of their lives to studying and training for these sort of things, that together they can get these solved. And my role in it is just to support them. Maybe I can't do it financially because I'm a poor boy. Maybe I can't do it directly because I'm a dumb boy. (laughs) But maybe I can just do it in my own little way and appreciate what happened today landing the Perseverance rover on Mars. So my suggestions, watch watch the landing. Watch Mark Rober's YouTube channel. If you haven't seen a Mark Rober YouTube video, I don't know what rock you're living under because even though he posts one video a month they fantastic videos fantastic science he worked on the actual curiosity rover so the rover that was already up on mars doing its thing he worked on that rover um so he has some great insights he has a great video on the perseverance rover and just 
the Curiosity rover as well. So I would highly, highly, highly suggest go check out those things. And I mean, be be proud, be proud today. Like I think we can all collectively join in on the excitement and being proud that humanity took another step forward. And with that, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I know I am, and the Mars landing was just a part of that. Um, being able to do this podcast and record this, even for the small amount of people that listen, I love it. Things are going better at work this week. I, I have another exciting weekend coming up. Coming up. Um, so thank you for being a part of what I do. I'm excited to be a part of this world and seeing the things that we can accomplish when we come together. Can't can't wait to see what the future has in store. I mean, just exciting things, more answers, more more possibilities. We don't even know what we don't know, but we're slowly learning. So that's going to be it for me. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, do whatever you do on your given platform. It means so, so much to me. Um, check out my website, jasontebs.com, J-A-S-O-N-T-E-B-B-S.com. Uh, that's where you can check out all the different things I do. Well, it links to all the different things I do. Um, check back here for more episodes of Teb Talks, the premier useless podcast. I hope you have a fantastic day. I will catch you next time. Peace out. We did it. We're on Mars.